2: Welcome inside Good Morning Football. We are presented by Rocket Mortgage. We are also live here in New York City. It is a Friday, August 4th, leading you into a beautiful weekend. And it's beautiful because we watched NFL football last <laughs> night. My name is Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCordy, Schrags. How often is it that you break out the Namath jersey? Hall of
3: Fame weekend. Every year I wear a Hall of Famers jersey. I've worn Steve Largent in the past. Oh. I have worn Peyton Manning's in the past. Today I figure with the Jets playing in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. game last mm-hmm. night and with both Joe Klecko and Darrell Rivas, give the greatest Jet of all time. Yeah, you heard it, Rogers. The hey. original number 12 and the hey. one who you will not be wearing the number four,
1: Broadway Joe. You don't have I a Dorian Thompson Robinson jersey yet?
3: Yeah. Maybe you should get one. Not yet. Maybe you should. I want to get that. D- me too. Come on.
2: Uh, the Hall of Fame game was last night handful of guys going into the Hall uh, breaking news this morning actually from Ian Rappaport a potential future Hall of Famer being locked in with the New Orleans Saints for the rest of his career we are talking about Cam Jordan friend of the show longtime pro bowler all pro defensive and agreed to a two year extension with the New Orleans Saints worth up to 27 and dollars guaranteed locking him in for the entirety of his career Uh, great on the line, great as a Saint, uh, great as a person in the league. We love him as a character. Peter, your thoughts on this agreement defensively for the Saints?
3: It's the fifth multi-year deal that Cameron Jordan has signed with his team, the New Orleans Saints. We know Breeze and Sean Payton were the face of that franchise, and we know that they go long back with Pat Swilling and Ricky Jackson, but like, Cam Jordan's making a name as, as maybe the face of that, that franchise and one of the all-time guys. Uh, what a way to, I would say, end his career. But he's still playing at such a high level.
4: Mm-hmm. No doubt
5: about it. I mean, this guy's at, I think, 115 sacks right now. So it's just continuing to go up. Cam Jordan, a tremendous player, fun guy to be around. Brings a ton of energy and one of the best Saints to play
1: good news for the Saints. It's bad news for our employers who want to hire Cam to be yeah. on television. The next
3: day. Since, yeah, a the tough
1: beat for yeah. Sandy Nunez this morning. I'm sorry to hear this, Sandy. Everybody else who wants to hire him away, he is not available full-time
5: at least for a couple oh, more years. years. Yeah, oh, man. We'll Cam, just, the job won't pay the same, so keep playing. We'll just yeah. have to keep
2: having Cam on the show and his dad on the show Steve as Jordan, well. Just Jordan, the, the, the Jordan yeah. family. Keep coming on. Uh, we will bolster your television resume until you are ready to uh, for NFL Network. Full time after you're done. Congratulations, Cam Jordan, Congratulations. and the Saints, frankly. We take you from Canton all the way out to 49ers training camp, uh, where it feels like there are 49 quarterbacks at the ready. A <laughs> uh, lot of eyes on this position group as their GM, John Lynch, sat down with our guys, Bucky Brooks and Leslie Fraser. Leslie Fraser, yesterday on ITC, and spoke about their quarterbacks.
0: We're all product of our experiences. And last year was a terrible experience where we just ran out of quarterbacks. Mm. You know, we got injured at that position with Trey first, then Jimmy, then Brock all the way in the NFC Championship game. Josh Johnson even went down. And so I think a goal of ours was let's insulate that room with some great depth. We're really excited about Sam. Trey has made tremendous strides this offseason, really proud of the way he's attacked it. And so that room's really strong. Brandon Allen comes in, and Mm -hmm. and man, that guy's making some plays out here. So we do feel really good about not just Brock, Trey, Sam, Brandon, but the the depth that that provides us going into this year.
2: Brock, John, Jerry, Sam, Larry, Trey. How many quarterbacks? Brandon, John Lynch seems excited about his entire quarterback room all four of these guys have been getting significant reps in training camp peter did you see this coming when they as their approach to quarterbacking with the 49ers in training camp
3: there's a scene uh, in Goodwill Hunting where a mini driver is sitting with Matt Damon and she says, I really want to meet your family. I want to meet your brothers. And he, she says, name your brother. He says, Marky, Ricky, Danny, Terry, Mikey, Davy, Timmy, Tommy, Joey, Robbie, Johnny, and Brian. And Skyler says, do it again. Marky, Ricky, Danny, Terry, Mickey, Davy, Timmy, Tommy, Joey, Robbie, Johnny, and Brian. <laughs> that sounds like John Lynch talking That's about great. his quarterbacks. Yep, right? Yeah. Now. Great yep. reference. Like, they're all doing it and there's so many of them, but they're all <laughs>
1: great and they're all going to be awesome. Well, Will was lying though. John's actually telling the truth. <laughs> Will
3: was of You
1: don't know all those brothers. You know, hey, brothers.
3: <laughs> but this guy is being completely honest. And Brandon Allen has come in and played very well. And Brandon Allen's got a career in the NFL. So usually you see something like it's Rodgers and you got the backup in Wilson. And then you got Boyle and Streveler kind of fighting for that third job. This one, you've got four legitimate quarterbacks playing and playing well in camp. But from all of my insight on the 49ers, This is Brock Purdy's job. And it is Brock Purdy's job to lose, but I don't even think anyone wants him to lose it. Like, Mm -hmm. he's the number one guy. Now, what that means for the other three, and Sam Darnold having been a former number three overall pick, And Brandon Allen putting up numbers in NFL games and beating the Steelers when he was a Bengal way back when on a big Thursday night game or a Monday night game. And, of course, Trey Lance. As long as Brock Purdy is healthy, I think that the 49ers put their eggs in Brock Purdy's basket, so to say. But they have been burned too many times by quarterback injuries. And when you have Josh Johnson, not even Josh Johnson being 100% in the final moments of that Eagles game, I don't think you you can be too safe. So they have four legitimate quarterbacks in camp. But I think they have one legitimate number one. I don't even think this is a talking point. I think Brock Purdy's the guy, and they have uh, got their full support around Mr. Irrelevant from last year.
5: Four legitimate quarterbacks. All right. <laughs> two and seven, 21 and 34, two and two, and then Brock Purdy, seven and one. The 49ers have four quarterbacks in their room. In training camp. Amazing, awesome. All four are not going to be on the team. You only get 53 spots. You're not keeping all four of them. All four of them are not outrageous players. They all can't start. You don't have four quarterbacks that would be starting for any other team. I think for John Lynch, it's exciting after going through what you went through last year that you actually have guys out there practicing every single day, making throws handing the ball off, so it's it's cool and it's exciting to have, but it's training camp. There's probably 16 wide receivers on the roster right now, all 16 of them aren't catching 10 touchdown passes this year. Um, they have four quarterbacks in their quarterback room. Is
3: it the old saying, if you've got multiple quarterbacks, you have no quarterback? Is that what you're looking at, or do you think that this? No,
5: is... I like Brock Purdy. Uh, I, 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 all four of them were like. Yeah. If Brock Purdy gets hurt, do we feel like the 49ers are still going to the suit? Super- I don't, I don't, mm. I don't see the significance. It's, they have four of them. That's that everybody has about four or five right now on the <laughs> roster. They don't feel great about all. But four everybody
1: of them. doesn't have them all decimated every single 20 minutes and lose them all. So. If- mm kind of like resonate if you lose three of them you're still going to be in a bad spot I like the part when Will Hunting comes in and he's had the professor Stellan Skarsgård who's like giving him these projects to work on it's quantum physics advanced mathematics and like Will comes in and he he just goes do you know how easy this is for me this is bleeping stupid and he like tosses it at him I feel like that's Brock Purdy with the playbook (laughs) let's go he's like Kyle you know how easy did you see me you can bring in 50 quarterbacks you know this is stupid. It's easy. Mozart and Beethoven—they play. That's what they do. What they, I, not, I can just play. <laughs> and that's Brock, that's Brock Purdy. Like, Beethoven didn't have to practice piano or scales. He just sits and plays. When Brock Purdy sees football, <laughs> he just plays. Throws it. So you can bring in Joe Montana and Steve Young, anybody you want. I can just play. So sure, we got four in camp. I, I got every time I go out there, I win. With these guys, no. Anybody around the league? No, I win. It's all I can play. Bring in anybody you want. It's going to be me week one.
2: It's about who you love most at that position, uh, whether it be any of those four guys. And let me tell you what Robin Williams said Go in Goodwill Hunting. You Go don't on. know about real loss because it only occurs when you've loved something more than you loved yourself. Great. And I doubt you've ever dared to love mm. anybody that much. Awesome. Which quarterback do you love, John Lynch? Right. Because if you had Trey Lance after week one last season, it would have been your guy. He could have blossomed into something that you didn't know you had. But that's the point. He goes to Chicago. We don't even know what we have there. Remember, it was the wee game. The Bears were thrilled. They were yep. slip and sliding in the end zone. No one knew what we had out of Trey Lance in this game. It was so great. Then week two, these are the answers. Are... Nope, gets hurt on the second series. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, he's gone. Then the Brock Purdy. They don't know what they have. They still don't. I have no problem with the four quarterbacks. Just try them all out because we all know what happens with the San Francisco 49ers. And you don't know true loss until you've loved something beyond yourself. And I know you haven't loved anybody that much.
1: See, I I also think to like Stellan Skarsgård also says like, Sometimes I wish I just had never met you. I wish I didn't know you existed. I feel mm-hmm. like Shan has maybe seen that to Trey Lance. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> like some days oh. I just wish I hadn't watched that tape coming out of college. Because oh. like, he just oh. went all for him. Start Scarskar is putting everything behind hunting. And I, I wonder if he sometimes misses that. Cause he's Meanwhile, got yeah. Sam Darnold. Yeah.
3: How you like them apples.
1: Right, right. How about that? <laughs> I hope so. Maybe. I got a number. That's good. I opinion. got,
2: I got, got nothing number. on this. You yeah. got no quotes to just drop on it. Yeah,
5: I'm gonna go in my movie, just almanac of quotes. Now. Or
1: maybe Shanahan know. does the Affleck speech. Yeah. And he, and he goes up to Trey Lance and he goes, you know what I think about sometimes? I wish I come pick you up every day and, and you're just gone, just no, no goodbye, no see you later. You're just gone. Yeah. Nah, just not there. But he's gonna be there. He's under contract. And they dropped. <laughs> <and they draft laughs> yeah. So it's tough. And beat the snot yeah. out of that guy in the I basketball Really, court. really. Right. he there. Picked in
3: kindergarten. Car- right. Carmine Allen, Scott Paglia
2: beat Stark the crap out of me in kindergarten.
3: Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my
2: God. Can you list the brothers off again by any chance? Uh, Tommy, uh, Jerry, Bobby, uh, Mickey, Mikey? Hold on, let me
3: get in time here. <laughs> Okay. Mocky, Ricky, Danny, Terry, Mikey, Davey, Timmy, Tommy, Joey, Robbie, Johnny, Brian.
2: <laughs> and Joe Namath. Here we go. Still to come on Good Morning it's Football. Good, well done, Peter Schrager. A weekend full of festivities to look forward to in Canton, Ohio. Calling our shot. It's back! I love this game. Wait, are we going to get the mini hoop out? Because it's Hall of Fame prediction mm. time later on.
1: Plus, there's Rondé, just scooping and scoring. I got my double burger, yeah. and I pay for it on layaway. How will the Eagles fare with two new coordinators this season? We'll get a live update from Philly right after this.
3: I bought it. It's mine.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring,
2: time for Built for Success, presented by Rocket Mortgage. And there is no more successful way to start a report from training camp with Rhett Lewis, Daniel Jeremiah, and James Palmer without telling us what the weather is like down I-95. Palmer, how dare you wear pants when the other two are wearing shorts? How dare I we wear pants?
6: Yeah, well, I I the like in today. There's a yeah. lot of ankles. I'm not gonna lie. But listen, <laughs> it's overcast. We're only gonna top out at about 76. I sound like my old pal Dave Roberts on channel six here. I saw that this it's morning. Those years. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna be great. The honkers are out. Let's go, rep. Uh no, this is awesome. I mean, I I do feel like the outsider here. I mean, like you grew up
7: watching this team. You actually worked for this team. I'm just this guy holding the microphone. So let's talk about it. <laughs> this a is the team obviously, a you know, found the, their way to the Super Bowl. Tremend- tremendous performance from Jalen Hurts in that game. They come back, he gets the big deal. Everything's great there. Does this feel like a better roster right now from, from what we've understood? DJ, from, I mean, with the draft, obviously, we'll be following that. And then and then
0: James, you know, your your idea from what you saw yesterday. But lead us off here. I think you can make a case it's it's even a deeper roster, which yeah. is crazy because I had the deepest roster in the league last year. But with what they're able to accomplish in the draft and bringing in so many young, talented players to kind of supplement what they already had, I think you can say the depth is better. Mm-hmm. But when you lose a Javon Hargrave, we can think we know what That's we have point. with Jalen Carter. You yeah. know, we can be excited about Jordan Davis, but that was a proven commodity, yeah. elite, elite player that left. So I want to see it with my own eyes first in terms of the overall talent, the top-tier talent, but depth-wise, yes. Sure.
6: And the one thing that we we do want to keep an eye on is how do both of these units on each side of the ball operate with a new coordinator. You have Sean Desai running that defense. You now have Brian Johnson sliding into the offensive coordinator yeah. role. Had a chance to talk to him a little bit about Jalen Hurts and what he wants to accomplish on the offensive side of the ball. But guys, watching practice yesterday and talking to BJ a little bit, they said, this is the Jalen Hurts we saw in the Super Bowl. That's the one we've seen every day of training camp so far. Locked in. He is processing it just all so quickly. It is really just a comfortable feeling that Brian Johnson told me he has with this offense. And obviously they still have, as we said, all the talent. They still have guys like Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard all around him. And then they had a guy who we'll talk about him later. Jamie is DeAndre Swift comes in, and they have been wowed by his catching ability. Yesterday, Nick Sirianni told us he he catches and runs routes like a wide receiver. Just add him into the mix now of these pieces around Jalen Hurts. And, and you know, there's so much connective tissue to
7: what we end up doing in the spring, right, with the draft and then to what we do now, right, with training camp and preseason because it's our first chance to see all these guys. So there's so much intrigue with a lot of the rookies and clearly plenty of excitement around this Philadelphia draft class. But is there a guy that that you're particularly excited to go out there and watch uh, on the the field
0: today? Yeah, I want to see Nolan Smith. Yeah. That was one of the biggest surprises to me in the draft. I am mean, just sitting there on the desk going, where the heck is Nolan Smith? Where, why is he gone yet? And then lo and behold, he falls all the way to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I don't know how much reps he's going to get once we get out to the games. He might be a 20-snap guy because of the yeah. depth they have here at Edge Rusher. But, man, can you imagine seeing that guy with that 4-4 athleticism for 20 snaps, how fresh yeah. he's going to be? I mean, good luck. Yeah.
6: I watched one-on-ones yesterday, and the the bend is real. It is not great to be a tackle out there by yourself in a one-on-one drill going against Nolan Smith. He's been fun. The athleticism wowed everybody in shorts during the spring. Sure. They've seen it in pads. This is their first, by the way back-to-back practices of camp. They're going pads today after they went pads yesterday. It's been practice, off day, practice, off day, little Keep bit them fresh.
0: And now by by we'll way, get after James, it a little you bit. Know you know, know who did not wow in shorts? James Palmer. <laughs> yeah. Well,
7: clearly. Nope. Yeah. I, I yeah. had to, dr- had to go, uh, I'd go full length on that one today. Uh, you, I do want to come back to you, though, James, because you mentioned it. New offensive quarter, new defensive coordinator as well. Let me start with you and then, DJ, get your thought as well on it. But, like, so much continuity within the roster, but at
6: some pretty important positions they've elevated
7: there. So how, how does that, what would have been the the returns there.
6: Yeah, that's been the interesting part because N'Kobe Dean's wearing the dot. Yeah. He's making the calls for this yeah. defense, and it's funny. Some of the guys are having a hard time adjusting to his Mississippi accent with him <laughs> like making yeah. the calls on the defense. Some of the guys are going, whoa, what's that? What's your life?" I like it. it there's, it's a new coordinator and a new guy making the calls in the middle of it. It's kind of the way DJ said it. Like, There's the talent there. We've mm-hmm. seen these draft picks yep. talent-wise, but it's not NFL-proven like some of the guys are replacing.
0: Yeah, I, the thing that would encourage me, though, is that you talk about culture. It's an overused word, but I think it is real Deal. And here, when you look at the culture that they have along the offense and defensive line, if you have coordinators come and go, it's not going to be that big of a deal because they have the best offensive line coach in the NFL. Yeah. They have unbelievable defensive line yep. coaches. And yep. they have waves of talent. And great they, talent up there. Yeah. They're
7: going to be fine. Yeah. And some pretty dang good skill position players uh, as well. We're going to talk to one of them, A.J. Brown. i yeah. will uh, be a part of our program here on uh, Inside Training Camp. The three of us, will, of course, will be here and for about four hours talking Eagles. We'll take you around the league as well. We'll be in Canton. We got a lot going on. Brandon Graham's going to be with us, right? Fletcher Cox and Coach Nick Sirianni. So, Jamie, a lot to get to here when we kick things off top of the hour.
2: Guys, that's a great lineup. Thank you for all that wonderful information and you're in a great spot there because that is the driveway in which the players arrive. So, you know, as BG comes in, as Coach comes in, you're like, we'll see you later. We'll see you later. So, you're well, right wait,
1: there. You're yeah, in the hot What, it, what stops. did Nick Sirianni say this morning? Stop. Let's
6: be great today. Let's be great today. To Let's be great today. Let's get after it. it. Okay.
2: All right, Sherry Burris and Mark Ross are out at Washington Commanders Camp in Ashburn, Virginia. You guys, good morning. The latest, please, on a Friday as Washington heads into the weekend.
8: Well, good morning indeed. And, you know, it's kind of a gross, overcast, kind of cloudy day. But, Mark, I feel like it's fair to say that's kind of how Commander fans have felt over the last couple of years. But new ownership, start of a new season, that cloud has kind of passed. And this is my fourth season covering washington training camp i have never seen never felt the energy like i have now this season
4: no doubt and that permeates throughout the whole entire organization you talk to front office people you talk to coaches players and they feel it it's real throughout the building and on the practice field where this new ownership is just taking a weight off of everybody mm-hmm. where they can just go do their jobs and focus on playing football and being their best selves. And that goes throughout the, the whole entire organization. But the fan base as well, where I heard about there's a lot of new fans, but I didn't realize there was only like 20 or 30 fans <laughs> that used to show up here. It was and just this year. Yeah, and more fans combined in the last 10 years combined. So definitely a new era here in Washington.
8: Yeah, and all that hope and optimism is on the weight of the shoulders quarterback, Sam Howell. This team hasn't had a winning record in the last six seasons. A second-year guy coming in, Eric there, their new offensive coordinator and head coach, Ron Rivera, giving him the keys essentially to the car at this point, putting their hopes into Sam that, he could be the guy for the future.
4: Well, a lot of faith in Sam Howell, but more so more faith in Eric Bieniemy and the magic that he hopes to work. It starts with the defense, though. The defense has got to keep it together and mm-hmm. keep this team together while Sam Howell grows. But we talk about excitement, a lot of excitement about Eric Bieniemy and the new energy that he's bringing to the practice, to the organization, but also the innovative mind and hoping to unlock Sam Howell when you're in a division with three other teams that made the playoffs <laughs> last year and Jalen Hurts, MVP candidate. Dak Prescott we know he can do and a newly paid Daniel Jones so a lot of pressure on Sam Howell but more so on Eric Bieniemy.
8: I mean this team this franchise has had 13 starting quarterbacks since 2016 most in the NFL, so we do know there is a hope that Eric Bieniemy puts his fingerprints all over this offense, can really help influence Sam Howell. So, no fans today. Uh, Mark and I are going to be bringing the energy all day from Commanders. Oh. We're not going to be cheering on the sideline, obviously, but uh, a lot to look nice. forward to as we uh, get going here in Ashford, Jamie. Well, Sherry,
2: Mark, I certainly hope you bring the energy, because if it's a gross weather day, I'm yeah. concerned for you both. <laughs> get inside. Get undercover. No rain, uh, no, uh, Have an awesome day. That's the most day. important part. Okay, of okay good. Yeah, he's got yeah, actually, that would, that yes. would send it overboard. <laughs> Board. Yeah. Exactly. Guys, we appreciate you. Uh, can't wait to hear more from Commander's Camp. We are going to send it out to Falcons Training Camp. Cam, I know you've been spending a lot of time around this Falcons team watching how they are building something. Scott, I'm curious what you've seen with the latest from Falcons training camp.
9: Well, Jamie, at first it's a perfect day here, Scott. Look, 74 degrees, Great. cloudy. I heard you guys talking about Washington and the rough weather. There's no rough weather here. Mm-mm. I was here last weekend, 95 and humid. Oh. That's rough to deal with. People talk about 20 degrees being football weather. This is ideal football weather,
10: Scott. That <laughs> weather you had last week brings on the swamp and we know what we're talking about.
9: Absolutely, it does, it does. <laughs> This Falcons team has had a lot of talent this offseason. The rookie, Bijan John Robinson, who has done everything on the field as a running back, as a receiver. Also, the defensive talent they've added in a Jesse Bates, a Calais Campbell. This team is ready to compete for the NFC South, but we know the big question surrounding this team will be their quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Is he going to be good enough to get it done? And look, we talked with owner Arthur Smith, I mean, owner Arthur Blank this week, and he said, look, I have very much confidence that he is going to be the long-term starter here. GM Terry Fonno was supportive as well, but he said he has to prove it. The one thing I want to see in practice today Arthur Smith wants to see Desmond Ritter throw that ball yeah. deep down the field. Don't just take those checkdowns. And so I'm eager to see if he does it today.
10: Absolutely. And the other thing, you know, you mentioned that they have surrounded Des- Desmond Ritter with some really good skill players. They have the addition of Bijan this year, the addition of Kyle, Drake London. They've brought in some good skill players. But to me, the big thing has been and will be the offensive line, if he has protection, he will have a better chance to develop, right? Mm -hmm. You want circumstantial development. There's a good situation. Three of those five starting offensive linemen were guys that we drafted when I was here. Your guys. You know, in in Jake Matthews, Chris Lindstrom, and Caleb McGarry, those guys are really good football players. And you look back last year, and there's all kinds of metrics that say, oh, they were a top 10 offensive line based on this and this and this. If you just watch them on tape, this is a group that's a top 10 offensive line, for sure. And that will make the quarterback's job so much easier. That will make B. John Robinson's job so much easier. They have their number two running back was a guy who rushed for over a 1,000. <laughs> yards last year. Right. So they have all the right players in terms of skill and up front to become a better offense Yeah, year. and the core of this, the team will be the
9: offensive line. You know this team yeah. better than any. You were the Falcons' I assistant general manager from 14 to 19, and
10: so... <laughs> it's been a lot of change, though. There needs to be some change, too. <laughs>
9: <laughs> uh, I'm eager. Real quick, is there something you're most looking to see? Practice starts in about an hour behind us today.
10: To me, I just want to see... Again, I'm focused on the offensive line. I want to see with the addition of Bergeron, the new the rookie, how that all comes together. Because, again, that is going to be... The key. The other guy is Jonu Smith. I want to see how he's complimenting Kyle Pitts.
9: Absolutely. I can't wait to see B. John Robinson. Every time
10: I watch him, I see something
9: new, but the one thing that you should watch Arthur Smith's mustache, he's got this Ted Lasso look going on. He said it sends a certain vibe out. We've seen this. I know you guys were talking about mustaches this week on GMFB. I'm curious what your thought is, what you guys thought on the Arthur Smith mustache?
10: I looked at it and I'm thinking maybe he has some sort of new NFL NIL deal, you know, because remember (laughs) in in March Madness, Kellogg and Pringles had this nil deal for all these guys who remember wear mustaches. I think this is a little bit of a side hustle for Arthur. Is what I think. Hey, more money, the better. Right? <laughs> Back to you, Jamie.
2: Well, the mustache has created, thank you, Scott and Cam, uh, cultural ripple effects here on Good Morning Football. Kyle Brant has dedicated to the cause. He will sport one in the regular season until the Falcons lose their first game, as long as Art Smith doesn't yep. shave I'm his own. So hang tight on Good Morning Football as the mustache develops here on the show. We have more Good Morning Football. After this, we are going to pull out uh, a game that we played all last season on Fridays. Call your shot, hmm. Hall of Fame weekend yeah. style. All right, let's do it. All right.
11: I'm Will Sullivan. Nothing like a Friday on Good Morning Football And the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Induction takes place tomorrow and Saints defensive end Cam Jordan could be headed to Ken someday to get his own gold jacket. But it looks like that won't happen for at least several more years. Here's why. Because NFL Network insider Ian Rapport is reporting, Jordan has agreed to a two year, $27.5 million extension with the Saints. Jordan, who was heading into his final year of his deal, is the Saints' all time leader in sacks. The Bills finishing second last season in total offense of points per game, finishing behind the Super Bowl champion Chiefs in both categories. But as Josh Allen told Scott Hansen and Mooch on Inside Training Camp Live, there's one area he'd like to see them improve upon this year.
10: Well, I think I think number one is uh, red zone productivity. You did a um, lot of that today. We did. And I think last year we got away from or at least I did. I got away from making some good decisions down there. I put the ball in harm's way too often. And then in terms of everything interceptions and fumbles. And I take that upon myself. And I think you talked about it being the number one scoring offense in, in the league. I couldn't tell you if we were one, two, or three, but drives ending in points last year we were one two or three and that was with all those turnovers so now imagine if we can just limit maybe those cut those in half or or just take away a third of those to see how good we really we can be and i know everything that we did last year doesn't carry over into this year but um it is it is fun to think about if we can continue to make good decisions at the quarterback position and that's that's me how good this team can be and how many more points that we can score and again the game the name of the game is scoring points in in the nfl you know if you can score more than they do you're gonna you're gonna have that simple the Bears
11: recently hosting three, count of three incredible girls flag football players at training camp as Emma Valenzuela, Carla Rodriguez, and Zania Shotwell became the first trio in Illinois and Chicago public league history to receive scholarships for flag football. Our guy KB had a chance to sit down and talk with the girls about their future plans.
1: Sanaya, where do you want to take this game?
2: Everywhere. I'm not gonna lie to you, I really do love flag football and I just want to like, continue making history with it. Like, if it goes pro, you're gonna see me right there with it. Like, I wanna, when you hear flag football, I want you to hear Sanaya Shotwell with it, so.
1: Sanaya Shotwell, you have the name, you have the game, you all do, when you hear flag football, Sanaya Mm -hmm. Shotwell, as well as these two other women, it's so cool. Yes, it is Shot Well. Such
11: a great name, and congrats to all three of the girls as it shows how much girls flag football is growing every single year. And maybe we'll see Sanaya on a Super Bowl commercial, like we saw Deanna Flores in as well.
5: Zach Thomas, welcome to Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023. Proud of you. Thank you, coach. So it deserving. Is. Let's give him a hug.
2: Seriously, you see the goosebumps? Yeah. My gosh. Uh, it's time for a Hall of Fame edition of Call Your Shot this Saturday. Nine NFL greats will be enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's a list right there in Canton, Ohio. You can hear every speech right here on NFL Network starting at 11 a.m. Eastern. That is tomorrow. Uh, Congratulations to those nine guys, uh, the effect that they had on the game and their time, and now they will be forever enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Guys, it's call your shot Mm -hmm. season. Uh, Make some predictions. There's no game, though, to talk about, Kyle. It's Hall of Fame speech season.
1: Peter yesterday was telling us about the longest Hall of Fame speeches in history and surprised us all by saying Tony Gonzalez went really long.
2: 39 minutes.
1: 39 minutes. All right, so we have the longest, and we have the short. There, this is Peter showed this yesterday. 39 minutes, way ahead of Jerry Jones, Brett Favre, Ed Reed. So I said, What's the opposite? When Joe Pesci won for Goodfellas, he gave a one sentence speech. It was five seconds long, it's the shortest Oscar speech ever. Peter's one of Peter's favorites, Ron Wolf. Yes. Only guy to ever go sub seven. When you are four minutes shorter than Marvin Harrison, you really were brief. I am going to go with my prediction for this weekend. Let me have the ball, Jamie. I'm going to call my shot that the shortest speech this weekend will be Darrell Rivas. Darrell Rivas will have the shortest. I think Zach Thomas has tons of things to say. Rondé says, yeah, I have a bigger personality than my brother, so I'm going to show it. I think Rivas is going to be quick. I think he's like, I was an unbelievable cover. I'm the island. I'm out out of here. Shortest speech of the weekend the Island, La Isla, Darrell Rivas. Okay.
5: I like that. shorter speech. Reeve may show up and do that. Uh, I'm going to go with the most emotional speech. There has to be things going on. You mentioned Rondé Barber showing up that he has a bigger personality mm-hmm. than Tiki. I think Tiki presenting him, I think that's going to bring out the emotion. Yeah. These guys grew up together. They did so much together. Children's books, all of those fun things. So that I'm calling my shot, and I have Rondé Barber, most emotional. May shed a tear out there for the win. Twin Power. Oh. Twin Power. Twin you
2: power. really wanted this. You really wanted to hit that game after game you said to power didn't game game you? Game yeah. That was um, rough. That. Quick
3: trivia. Ken Riley is going to be inducted at uh, number 13. You saw his son and his wife were on the field, obviously. Only the second bangle ever in ever. the Hall of Fame. Wow. Wow. Second bangle. Mm. Anthony Munoz Anthony first. Munoz. A little bit of info there, but I'm going to go with quickest to tears. All right, so emotional it might be. Yeah. Rondé might, might make it. And okay. Zach Thomas was crying talking to Melissa Stark last night. Yeah, And that was fantastic. Thirty seconds into an interview with a sideline reporter, Zach Thomas is going to go under a minute tears. That is my statement right here. Why do you Zach think he's Thomas, so emotional,
1: Peter? What is it about his journey? And maybe his
3: was... journey and such a under uh, you know fifth round pick and yeah. kind of all yeah. that and yeah. wasn't yeah. supposed to be there. Zach Thomas, one minute tears. Oh, baby. buckets! Uh, and Actually, the foul. You buckets, hoop and the harm.
2: You say te- hoop and the harm, great. Right. You say tears, <laughs> and then you nail it. That's fantastic. Uh, so Joe <laughs> Thomas, front of the show, uh, his. His wife is presenting him, which will be a beautiful moment. Joe Thomas okay. comes on Good Morning Football from time to time, and I, I don't i didn't even ask if we have this picture or video footage of how Joe Thomas was when we were in Munich, Germany together. Yes. There's a story I like to tell. Joe Thomas and my husband Sam went out in Munich together one night. My husband Sam called me at 4 a.m. and said, I don't know where I am. <laughs> I said, that's not bothering me as much as where is Joe Thomas. He said, we decided to part ways. I said, you lost a Hall of Famer. This is a problem. They eventually found each other again and took took a cabbie back to our hotel in Munich. Joe Thomas, you are a scholar and a gentleman. You're also hilarious. You have takes. I think you're going to deliver the goods tonight in terms of comedic timing and sense. The story that Jason told earlier about his injury comes in. He's got a great brevity and way about him. It's going to be funny. Joe Thomas, funniest speech of the night at the Hall of Fame. Now I'm nervous because his wife played basketball. Oh, Oh, my God. No, I didn't even hit the rim. I hate this game.
3: There we go. The comedian DeMarcus Ware just chimed in and was like, hold
2: my tea, hold my...
1: uh, I want him to sing sing again. Yeah, I would right? that. That's a beautiful, beautiful, absolutely amazing job. Uh, that's the weekend, guys. Uh, the was... Hall of Fame weekend. A lot of pageantry, a lot of beauty. Jason, got anything on the way out?
5: No, I have absolutely nothing. It's going to be a fun week. I'm going to be in Miami visiting the Dolphins as well. So bienvenido. Uh, it's going to be hot.
1: Yeah. Oh, weather. Yeah. Start with the weather. <laughs> Shout out to David Baker. <laughs>